Greetings, friends. Today is the sixth Sunday of Lent. We are entering Holy Week, and in a few days it will be Good Friday, uh, when we take time to remember that our Savior bled for us, that he carried our sin, that he gave his life as a sacrifice that we might walk in unhindered relationship with the loving Creator. In his sermon this week, Ian said, The way of the cross is first and foremost something for us to behold. If what Ian is saying is true here, if the way of the cross is first and foremost something for us to behold, I want to give us a moment to do just that. There are many ways to behold the cross. You can read a gospel account of the cross, or meditate on a piece of art that depicts the crucifixion. Ian talked about watching a film that helped him sit with the story of the cross. There are also, of course, the stations of the cross. For us today, I'd like to read an excerpt from a poem by contemporary English poet and priest Malcolm Geit as a way of beholding the cross. This is an excerpt from his Stations of the Cross sonnets. I invite you to take what you have been doing or thinking about before this meditation, or what you are about to do after it, and put these things on a mental shelf where they're out of the way. They will be there waiting for you when you come back for them, but for now, would you give your attention to God and to what he is doing in these moments. As we set our hearts to honor what he is doing in us, let's take a deep breath so that we can slow down and become more present to him. Now, as you listen to the poem and in the silence that follows, Take time to picture the cross. And as you picture the cross, perhaps picture yourself in the scene as well. What do you see? And what is stirring in your heart? See, as they strip the robe from off his back and spread his arms, and nail them to the cross. The dark nails pierce him, and the sky turns black, and love is firmly fastened onto loss. And here we see the length, the breadth, the height, where love and hatred meet, and love stays true. Where sin meets grace and darkness turns to light, we see what love can bear and be and do. And here our Savior calls us to his side. His love is free. His arms are open wide.
Before Jesus went to the cross, he told his disciples, Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. John 15, 13. When he said this, Jesus was framing what was about to take place. He wanted his disciples to know that when he died on the cross, it wasn't for an idea or a cause. It was for his friends. It was for love. When you think about friendship and what makes a good friend, what comes to mind for you? Maybe a good friend for you is someone you can laugh with, but who sticks around when you don't have any laughter left, just tears. Or maybe for you, a good friend is someone who's trustworthy and reliable. You can confide in them what you can't confide in others, and when you need them, they're there. Maybe for you, a friend is someone you can simply spend time with, enjoying common interests, and building a rich history of shared experience. What does a good friendship look like to you? Now let me ask you this. What does it make you feel that Jesus calls you friend? Do you see yourself as Jesus' friend? Or does something get in the way of that for you? If you could see yourself as Jesus' friend, how might that change things for you? Like the way you relate to God, or the way you perceive yourself, or the way you live your life. In his sermon, he invited us to consider three ways in which we might see ourselves as Jesus' friends. When we look in the mirror, do we see Jesus's forgiven friend? One over whose shame and guilt Jesus has spoken, it is finished. Or perhaps when we look in the mirror, we see Jesus's suffering friend. One who is walking in the way of the cross and who's being sustained by fellowship with the cross bearer himself. Or perhaps we see ourselves as Jesus's commissioned friend, called to embody the love of God and be a vehicle of hope and healing in the world. Can you picture yourself as one of these? In the last few moments we have together, I invite you to consider which of these God may be inviting you to see yourself as and to begin to picture yourself as such, as Jesus' forgiven friend, his suffering friend, or his commissioned friend. What does being Jesus' friend look like for you?
Would you pray with me? Jesus, we are not worthy to be called your friend, but you have called us friend anyway. Through the cross, you have shown that you will stop at nothing to remove what stands between us. And so we turn away from our sin and all that divides us from you and from one another. And we face you and we look to the cross and we thank you. Help us to fully receive the gift of your friendship purchased for us with your blood. And may we so relate to you as friend that our lives become invitations for others to know you as friend too. Amen.